0: Hello, Janksters, and welcome to another episode of the Magic Jank Podcast, the show where members of Team Magic Jank get together and talk about the latest happenings in Magic the Gathering. So we're, we we got a good show for you here, I think. We got some fun stuff to talk about. At this point, Wilds of Eldraine has been out uh, on Arena for... Almost a week now, not quite, and uh, not quite a full week, but we're already seeing an impact, which is pretty promising for the future of the format. So, Mm -hmm. uh, my name's Graham, I go by HamHawks42, and I am joined by the ones and only C. Everett Jr., uh, aka Carlo, uh, although I probably, aka should probably go in the other direction, but C. Everett Jr., and then we also have Hollywood Pizza in the house. So, gentlemen, let's start. uh, Carlo, how you doing, my friend? Welcome back.
1: I'm doing great, I'm doing great, glad to be here.
0: Excellent. And Pizza, what up, man? How you doing?
2: Doing pretty fantastic. Been enjoying the wilds of Eldraine. Uh, Pretty excited to be back on Eldraine. And uh, yeah, kind of just, I don't know why, but uh, set kind of reminds me of Comic Hour where when it came out, I got really, really excited about magic. And uh, yeah, just been really excited about it. I like that
0: that's 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 cool and i'm inclined to agree i feel like this set has a lot of really cool stuff in in it so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to diving into it so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show i do want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to the namesake for this podcast magic podcast rather magic the online retailer where you can buy and sell magic gathering products and gear also the uh merchandise for for all the, the streamers that are part of team magic jank which is more than just the three of us there are actually quite a few members uh, who are just Honestly, in my opinion, okay, I'm like super biased, but some of the best like magic Twitch streamers out there right now are part of this team. Just just putting it out there. And uh, these, these fine gentlemen who are with me are absolutely amongst them. So if you want to get, you know, their, their logos, my logo on like coffee mugs, t-shirts, mouse pads, that kind of jazz, check it out over at magicjank.com. We'd love to see you over there. So again, huge thank you to Magic Jank for making it possible. So the first topic that I want to touch on today is actually a pretty, uh, pretty somber one. Um, this this past week, and <clears throat> the reason that I want to touch on it, uh, we don't talk a lot about Commander necessarily on this show. It's rarely kind of the focus, although we all do play it. Um, and as a result, I feel like this is important. You know, the, a, a big, uh, a, a, an impactful event happened this past week, and uh, in that Sheldon Mennery, Unfortunately, after a multi-year battle with cancer, uh, ended up passing away. And if you don't know who Sheldon Menery was, uh, really, what it comes down to is he is one of, possibly one of the most influential figures in Magic, um, who we had uh, with us. He was he is credited as one of the creators of the Commander format. Um, He was a level five judge and uh, Elder Dragon Highlander, EDH, as it's known, uh, was actually started by Sheldon and a group of, you know, other uh, fellow judges who created kind of a fun variant of the game to play after the tournament was over. You know, so they 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 would do the competitive magic all day and they'd officiate on it. And then to unwind, they would play this kind of goofy format where you could play just about anything. And it encapsulated the fun that you can find in magic so much and so well through a couple of very simple rules changes that it ultimately became the format that we know as commander, which today is possibly, uh, the single most popular way to play magic. Sheldon is responsible for that. And on top of that, he was a level five judge and did a ton for the judge community prior to Mm -hmm. founding commander, as we know it today. And he was on the commander rules committee up until the day he died. Um, so as a magic fan as somebody who loves janky brews and being able to do creative fun things with magic cards i know personally um that one that one hit hard you know like that 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 one hurts and so i just want to say sheldon you will be missed and um yeah thank you for everything that you did so i don't know if you guys had any thoughts uh yeah
1: Yeah, I mean, just to say, you know, I've been playing Commander for quite a long time um, and definitely was a way for, you know, friends of mine to get together to just jam some chill Commander. We weren't playing, like, for competitive tournaments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think this is why I always stick by, like, the original deck I've ever played in Commander has always been my Planeswalker deck. Granted, you know, over years, the commander may have changed uh, when we've gotten sort of better suited commanders for it. But things think it's a testament because I think many commander players always have like that OG deck. Like this is the deck mm-hmm. I've always had forever. Um, and that definitely is true in, in Sheldon's spirit, right? I mean, Sheldon did have his commander deck that he always altered and he always played. So um, definitely leaving uh, behind that sort of legacy uh, for
0: us. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's it's really sad that we lost, essentially, like one of the biggest people, I think, in Magic, especially where you know, we realize where Magic's at today, where Commander is actually the most popular way for everybody to play. And, you know, we can only think about where Magic would be if it wasn't for Commander. So, uh, you know, big, big blow, I think, to the community. And, you know, for me, I think for us all of us the best way to celebrate it is the way that they would have wanted it, is for us to you know keep going play some games in their memory mm-hmm. you know remember all the good times we had with them remember all the good times that we all still have together and how important uh the game is it's you know beyond people it's beyond commander it's you know it's so important to so many of our lives and it really keeps like a lot of us going and such an important way, and I think that that's something that's we all easily forget. And you know, really big shouts to you know the community for just all the positivity that we've seen online, uh, all the support from everybody, kind of getting together and celebrating Sheldon's life, and you know, kind of realizing the impact that they've had on the community and all of our lives in general, whether or not we had like direct contact with them or not. You know, they definitely, you know, without them, like I said, I don't know where MTG would be because Commander is one of the most important things to Magic right now, if not the most important thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, losing someone that really made the format and, you know, really kept Magic at its peak here is, you know, really sad. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of positivity to still take away from it. Like I said, celebrate his life. And, you know, when you play your games, Uh, I know there's a lot of disagreement about Commander in general from the base fundamental levels to the competitive scene as well. But I think overall, you know, just have fun with the game. You know, Mm -hmm. have fun with the people that you're playing with and really appreciate those moments in time because, you know, we don't know when sometimes when we're going to have another one of those moments with the people that we love and our friends. And, you know, that's I think that's the number one message that, I think everybody should take with, you know, this sudden and unfortunate loss to our community.
0: Well, and that's an important takeaway. Kind of one thing that I know I am very much aware of. Um, In Philadelphia, uh, MagicCon Philadelphia, there was one point I'd just gotten done with a game and we were kind of packing up. It was near the end of the day. And I found myself kind of in this little group of people and Sheldon was like maybe six, seven feet away from me at one point. I had a moment of just like, holy crap, that's Sheldon Menry. And at, the, at that time, which I mean, which is crazy to think about it, because that was only what, five months ago or like five, six yeah. months ago. And he looked healthy. He was like he was dressed well. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea that he was sick. None whatsoever. You would never know by looking at him. And um, I had this thought of like, I should go shake his hand and just thank him for what for what he's done for making this possible because it you know i was just getting done with a commander game with some friends who i who i'd met online who i got to meet in person for the very first time like it was a very special weekend for me and this is an opportunity to just say thank you to somebody who laid the foundation that made it possible and i chose not to because i was feeling a little self-conscious and i thought well you know what it's okay i'll catch him on at another event i'll have another chance and that never happened and so that's a regret of mine, and uh, that's something I'm going to think about for a while. And I just want to put that out there. If you have an opportunity to say thank you to somebody who has made a positive impact in your life, don't pass on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is valuable. So, dear viewer, dear listener, um, don't worry. We'll get to the fun stuff. We'll get to the we'll get to the fun stuff. But I just want to put that out there because you never know and yeah. you never know it, maybe that person needs to hear it too because mm-hmm. they may not know how much they've I- impacted you. You know, I think Sheldon understood that he's left a legacy that has touched millions of people. I think he I think he knew that. I hope he knew that. Um cuz he did. So, again, so on that somber note, let's get back to some fun stuff. So, Wilds of Train is a set that has recently come out this last Tuesday. It dropped on Arena. And We've seen some early results in standard. People are picking the new cards up, which does not always happen. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's of note. So now what I expected to see with the standard meta game coming out of this new set, because rotation did not occur, I was expecting nothing to change in Arena for at least two to three weeks and then ultimately see one or two cards get adopted into existing shells. That's what I was expecting to see, because that's what we've seen with other sets, um, you know, when there hasn't been a rotation or anything to shake it up. And uh, that doesn't, I mean, we do see some decks that are still top of the heap that haven't changed. And part of that is people don't have the wild cards like right away or don't acquire them. So that's understandable. But we have seen one new archetype pop up in getting decent metagame share on the ladder that like, I I don't know about you guys, but like I was hopeful that it would show up. I certainly didn't expect to see it this early though. And that is a Golgari mid range list. It's here. We have the rock back in standard. Is it, is this for real or is this a flash in the pan while people are trying the new cards? What do you guys think? It's
1: exciting.
0: Right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think uh, it's pretty cool seeing. I mean, honestly, not much else has like really changed. Um, I'm glad, though, that we got at least a deck so far, considering that there wasn't a rotation. But I think that so far, the Gary mid-range deck can uh, definitely hang with the top-tier decks. And obviously, it has a lot to do with the new cards that they added, which a lot of them are all like two-for-one type effects. Uh, draw mm-hmm. some additional cards. Uh, give you like a good rate on body for the mana cost things like that but um, i think obviously we're definitely seeing the impact in that rotation where once again the decks that exist obviously still exist and i can also say that a lot of that has to do with the way arena works Mm -hmm. um people you know the wild card system means that more than likely everyone's just going to keep the new decks they have no one's really going to brew because as we know you spend like 20 wild cards on a deck or even more and if the deck's terrible, then it feels really, really bad on your collection where now you have all these cards that are probably not really going to do anything unless you play a lot of Historic Brawl, I guess, but... Yep. um I, don't know. I, I didn't spend four Mythic
0: Wild Cards on Jace Cunning Castaway. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, hey, but I got a really beautifully underperforming YouTube video out of it, so that was worth it. Anyway, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> I, think, but yeah, um, I get what you're saying. When you see rares and Mythics that have, are kind of these goofy build like you're not going to spend your Wild Cards on those if they're not going to help you, you know, win games. So, yeah, I get what you're I saying. I
2: think like, putting stuff... Having the multi-deck ability, kind of like um, Modern, I always touch on because like you know moderns an expensive format but i mean if you slowly buy into all the lands then you can probably play any deck you want because a lot of modern's expense comes from the fetch lands and shock lands mm-hmm. so once you get those there's only probably like 10 mythics that really costs like between 50 to 100 dollars, maybe even less than that and at that point you're not really like too far off from the rest of the deck considering mm-hmm. it's still gonna have some commons and uncommons in it and i think that that's something that you know obviously arena crafters out there have to keep in mind when new sets come out um you know you always want to make sure that you're you you can craft your lands because lands go in any deck Um, but after lands i think that it's important to kind of utilize what you think is going to get played in a lot of different decks and then maybe you can focus on what you think is probably something fun that you think you want to play and if you're just mostly trying to grind your dailies or do Uh, the arena opens which is something we're going to touch on a little Mm -hmm. bit later um even though that's going to be a sealed format this time this one yeah um, yeah. overall um i think that it's cool that we got one new deck at least for all drain obviously we're seeing a lot of the same meta i think that at this sunday's pizza box open i'm making a prediction of seeing eight different decks again like we usually do and we're going to at least see three new decks in the top eight we're not just going to see one i expect to see three new decks from probably really good players that are regulars that we see all the time whenever a new set comes out and they know what the new hot deck to play is and they play it and they do good with it in the opens and I'm making the bold prediction of least seeing three new decks. I'm not saying they're going to win uh,
0: mm-hmm. because but obviously,
2: don't... you know, Demir is still a really good deck and so are some other sure. good decks like Domain. Uh, yeah. Red Deck Wins is making a resurgence because, you know, obviously when the format's volatile, mm-hmm. Red Deck Wins likes to, you know, chomp on the decks i like to stumble early but uh overall i'm expecting some new decks don't forget that's free to play uh there's gonna be a link in the description down below absolutely and if you top eight you also qualify for the jankathon 2500 dollars on the line to top eight plus prizes all the way through to top 16 so definitely get in on that this sunday at 1 p.m eastern standard time
0: absolutely so when we're talking about new, new decks and new cards. So you're thinking we're, we're going to see at least three. I'm just curious. Do you have a, any predictions as to what those might be? Yes, I mean, I we actually sh- do. Yeah, no, fire, um, then please so let us We're know. obviously
2: going to see the Golgari deck that we know about. That's probably going to be there. Yep. We're also going to see a fairies deck. I'm definitely expecting Ooh, to see fairies okay. show up. People try it out. It's another Demir deck. I expect it to do good. And I'm also expecting some type of green based strategy. Potentially like a Simic ramp deck that I made a video on, on my YouTube channel, or maybe even like it may be a different type of control deck um, kind of popping up, considering that there's like some new control cards in the format uh, like the end. Uh, I also expect to see new iterations on black with Veseech the mirror and also cards like um uh, razor lash transmogrant making a comeback uh, where you can actually bargain it that in the iron crag, you can bargain right away. So I think that between those cards and some other elements of the deck and some new elements from Eldraine, I expect Mono Black to be different as well. And in all honesty, who knows? Maybe we can even see a return to Grixis considering that Basis the Mirror can kind of be like a um, Invoke Despair type card. We can just find the answer you need um, at that big slot.
1: <laughs> Carlo's yeah. like, Shh. don't tell them that. Don't bring it back. <laughs> What do you think, Carlo? Listen, I have had a blast playing Eldraine Standard so far. Um, as you know, I mostly play viewer decks all the time. And so when we were doing this for early access, there were lots of like clear players that could stand out in this format. Um, you know, and I think that's a, a huge reason why the Golgari decks have been popping up, um, you know, previous to Wilds of Eldraine. I mean, I was on the Demir train weeks before and we knew that Demir was going to be a big player. Um, and so before Wilds of Eldraine, I actually started testing a Golgari deck that's much different than the one that is on the ladder, um, and that is more of a ramp-based strategy. Um, and so in testing that deck previous to Wilds of Eldrain, I knew I wanted the payoff card to be Tyrannix Rex. I think this card is incredibly underplayed in the okay, standard me. format for many reasons. Number one, White has lots of Wrath spells, so... Tyrannix Rex doesn't really like getting wrath spells played against it, uh, especially if it's Sunfall. But if you can ramp into this card early enough uh, and cause your opponent to respond, they're not being able to respond to the second Tyrannix Rex. So let's get that straight. Uh, but we have some great new tools in this new standard format that let you cast this Tyrannix Rex. And I'm not just talking armored scrap gorger. We don't need to play that card anymore. You can straight up play Bramble Familiar. Bramble Familiar is the new hotness, the two mana taps for a green card, right? But there's another half to that card that says that you can mill seven cards, return a creature, enchantment, uh, or non land or land yeah. card from amongst them and put them on the battlefield. Guess what finds Tyrannix Rex for seven mana while it's in your hand? Bramble Familiar does. But in the event that you don't find that card, Virtue of Persistence also costs seven mana and you can grab that off of that card, and it's an enchantment, and it's a removal spell. So,
2: and it plays real well, right? With the Bramble, you can discard a card to reanimate later. It's and great. And bounce it back to your hand. Exactly and if you,
0: With Bramble Familiar's Fetch Quest, if you mill seven cards and the T-Rex isn't among them, but the virtual persistence is, well, okay, you're teed up for your upkeep, you know? It's right. a little slower than what you planned, but it'll get you there, yeah.
1: Yeah, and speaking of seven mana cards, I mean, hello, Breach the Multiverse is still I around. Mean, And if you thought that card was a slot machine before, it's definitely much more of a slot machine now. Um, So, you know, we still get to play amazing Golgari cards in this deck, like Glissa Sunslayer. Let's talk about a card that doesn't die to cut down since standard extended its uh, rotation and we Mm -hmm. still have to deal with that card. Doesn't die to that card. Uh, But another great card, of course, to either remove counters off of your Invasion of Zendikar that's gonna ramp you, Or that is just straight up going to draw you a card, lose a life. Um, And, of course, we get to play Shieldred because who doesn't like playing Shieldred in the standard? All of these cards can be played in exactly the same deck uh, and be a real powerhouse. So, um, for the pizza box next Sunday, I will be queuing up this Golgari ramp deck 100%. So, uh, good luck, gamers.
0: I think they're going to need it against this thing. This looks nasty. Oh, yeah. Well, and I love it too because, I mean, Glissa specifically is one of those cards where you read it and it's just, this is pure upside. This is a three oh. drop. This thing is nasty, but it just never had a home because green just didn't quite have the juice. Like, it just didn't quite come together. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we now have a deck that's leveraging both green and black, all of a sudden, like, this is just one example of a card that becomes incredibly powerful. Kind of oh. like, you know, it's, it, she's been in Santa for a while there's just never been a good enough reason to play her because the reality is the decks that would have been able to take really good advantage of glissa already had like gray bear trespasser and they didn't need green for anything else so it didn't really make sense to splash green just for glissa uh but now well you don't there's no splash involved so get in well, there yeah
1: yeah so if you want to check out the uh full deck list of what i'm telling you right now uh ham hawks has our links in the description below uh uh-huh. if you go to my link tree. My untapped profile page is there so you can check out the full deck list. The other place that you will be able to find this after you listen to the rest of this podcast today is on the Magic Jank Discord server. So one of the places you can find that is in the description below. So make sure you check that out.
0: Click on the things. They're in there. Awesome. Perfect. And actually, while you're in the Discord server, you can also ask us questions directly, just putting that out there. So if you have topics that you want to discuss on on the podcast, that's a great place to do it. Yeah. So no, th- this looks fantastic, and I love the fact that oh, and T Rex. Actually, now that I think about it, another phenomenal card that just didn't seeing, you didn't have a home before, but now totally does. Yeah, I I'm enamored with with this deck. Um, uh, honestly, I'm just so stoked <laughs> this exists. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm curious. So Pizza, you mentioned there were a couple of other decks that you suspect uh, could be players uh, that currently you know that, that might be they might be surprises to some folks i'm curious what what else are you thinking we might see
2: uh just the fairies deck i think it's going to be huge um i think that i haven't looked at the list yet at least like besides what i've seen online but i probably feel like they're building it wrong uh if they're not having as much like a high win rate because i can tell you right now that deck stomp me in early access and i don't lose that bad ever to that many decks but um i definitely think um between the new one drop fairy and the thought seas I think that mm-hmm. deck's going to be, like, really hard to beat going forward. Mana Leak, uh, Spell Stutter, whatever as well. Um, yeah, I also think, like, the there's a lot of new cards, like the um, the Lightning Helix creature, the new Bone Crusher, whatever you want to call it, uh, mm-hmm. Heart Flame or Heartfire. Heartfire um, Heart List. Yeah, the yeah, Duelist. Yeah. yeah, that card I think is going to be really, really good as well with, like, Pia. I think all the adventures are going to get played. I think there's definitely probably going to be an adventure deck. I don't know if it's going to make top eight yet. Uh, it might, okay. but I think that I, I think that deck's going to be harder to build than the other decks. Like, the Fairies deck is like the Rogue's deck. It kind of builds itself in a way. You just have to make sure that you build it the right way. Um, whereas, like, the Adventure deck is going to be harder to build because you're going to need to find a balance between, like, how many... Um, I forget what the card's name is, but uh, the three-mana 4-4 Giant. Um, how many of those cards you are going to play to kind of, like, utilize, um, what is it, Seek Thrills? i think is the name of the instant speed side of the adventure side of it where you can look at your top seven cards or something to grab as many adventures into your hand um i also think oh, otter well, you know. yeah yeah otter is another card that obviously can make that deck kind of go and we could also maybe even see like a prowess deck uh with swiss spear with otter with a lot of these cards that we're seeing sorry if my volume was a little bit low there for a second but um we can kind of see all these cards um Kind of make a big push in making some new archetypes here uh in the format and i really expect people to be brewing right now on arena i just expect people to kind of be playing a lot of the same decks that uh we've seen because like i said wild cards are a thing so we don't always see the decks in the first week on arena but we start to see them later on and kind of see the Mm -hmm. format develop i mean demir is a deck that literally showed up on arena because of carlo like two weeks before the format was about to change and it became the best deck so yeah, that was. One you of those never I, know when the the best deck's gonna pop up.
0: Yeah, that was one of those. I remember Carlo you saying that Demir was good, and I'm just like, well, yeah, it's blue and black. Of course, it's good. And Then it ended up being like, like the best. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. I know. yeah, you know, you know, you you're, you're on something there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and speaking of being honest about I gotta say I think with looking into our, our previews, I feel pretty vindicated about a couple of things, and I know I definitely need to eat some crow on at least one of my predictions, and I'm gonna do just that. Um, but we have the elusive Otter up on screen right now. I have not played as much standard as I normally would like to, like the, the right after a set drops uh, this past week, but I played some. And in the handful of games that I played on Arena, I found the Elusive Otter. Like, I went up against the Elusive Otter a couple of times. People are brewing with this thing. And holy crap, when you can get four or five counters on this thing, mm-hmm. like, it feels like you're cheating. Cause, like, <laughs> your opponent just can't block it. And it's just, and it's a one drop. And it's absolutely smash smashing face. I honestly think this card is, is the real deal. And I'm glad to see people are experimenting with it. I'm, I'm, and it's really cool to see. And I, I've gotten stomped by it a couple of times. And it's like, it's so adorable. I can't be mad. Um, that said, speaking of one drops, though, there's a card uh, that Hollywood you mentioned that I said was absolute just it, trash. I thought it, I thought it was absolute doo doo <laughs> garbage, and I could not have been wrong, and that or more wrong rather. And that is in the Sleep Curse Fairy. I've played with this card a little bit since uh, Eldrain dropped in a couple of like tempo decks or like some controlling decks. It is nuts. The right? fact that you yeah. yeah the fact that you don't deal damage for the first couple of turns is not that big a deal really, like it needs to turn
2: on your cards the most important mm-hmm. part of this card is it costs one mana it can't be cut down and yep. even if they wanted to cut down the card has ward two so they're not killing this till turn four realistically in standard no. right no um that that's about as far as it goes like the best removals are like go for the throat i mean yeah, on top like, of that bro- it just, it, it's just yeah, brother-
0: brotherhood's end is about the only right. thing that is able to hit this like Control at beats a decent you with the time sandwich for the most opponent. of the yeah. time right like they yeah. just
2: literally they're just like Oh, instead make a 6-6 six, six shark, I guess. Oh, lol. I guess the game's over because I'm just going to hit you twice and you're going to concede. And Sleep Curse Fairy is kind of like that where it starts earlier and mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, like, yeah, you're getting beat down, but then you kind of like can come back into it. And yeah, I definitely expect this card to be a big player. Like I said, I think that right now the fairies decks are being built wrong and yeah. And I think that eventually we're going to see them built a lot better and... Yeah. yeah. Overall, right now, I think I think this card is going to be the Rafina. of the set, where everyone discounts it, and then a month in, you're like, oh, I hate this card when they curve yeah, out. Oh, it's like the worst thing ever. We're all
0: going to be sick of seeing this thing, if, in short order. Because, like, you throw this down, if you have Spellstatter in your hand, and, and also just with how it lines up with the current standard meta, half the time, especially if you're on the play, pff, uh, you, you already won if you got this in your hand. It's stupid. But, like, you throw this down, they play their Triome, Pass it back to you. You now have two open mana and maybe a spell stutter in your hand that is now a mana leak because this fairy is on the battlefield. I mean, and if and then the best part, my favorite part of this whole card, if they don't play into your counter spell on their end step, you would just put two mana into this and remove one of the stun counters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: so this card's
2: good. a beating, man. <laughs> it's just a one mana 3 3.
0: <laughs>
1: also, yeah. let's talk about another card that doesn't die to cut down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? Exactly. It's nuts. No, and this thing being a 3 3 and having the Ward 2, like, this thing doesn't die to cut down twice. I love it. Oh, anyway. Now, I'm curious. You mentioned that you think people are building the Fairies deck wrong. There is a card that I've seen in some people's Fairy builds, and I've seen some people avoid it. And I definitely want to get both of your guys' takes on this. And that is Talion the Kindly Lord. Do you no. think this has what it takes <laughs> in standard specifically?
2: Uh, no, I, I think this is like a commander card. I. Think not in the Shieldred's world. This card's unplayable with Shieldred. I think that Shieldred is way better. Shieldred literally, when it comes into play, I just don't even need to name a number and my opponent loses two life every turn. Well,
0: but uh, na- <laughs> comparing anything to Shieldred not fair.
2: Well, but but that's what we got to compare it to, though. That that's that's I think where anytime any four drop comes in, four drop is the most powerful spot in Standard always. And I think that we really do need to compare it to Shieldred because in one year that shield is going to rotate will that make this card better probably not another four drop might come in by the time that this card's maybe even playable it's also a lot harder for you to like name a mana cost because this isn't like modern where someone's whole deck can be built around one mana cost mm-hmm. in standard people are going to be wanting to curve out and I think that because of that reason, because of the different mana costs, like what do you what do you name against ramp?
0: Four? Well it's not just mana cost. It's also power and toughness.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's even harder, right? Like no, that's even harder. Your, it, like, it just for gives you extra hits. I, I don't know. It's I think it's even harder. I, I just I personally don't really like the card. I think that it's really good in commander. And other than that, I it doesn't, have, it doesn't have flash, it's just... I think this card's really awkward if you're playing in your fairy deck. Don't get me wrong, the one drop doesn't have flash, but it also costs one mana so you can keep up any other spell right. or cast multiple spells in a turn. I think if you're playing this, you're kind of like asking to get blown out by like whatever your opponent plays next. And I think that it's going to be really hard to name the right thing to get the most value out of it. We've seen a card that costs two mana that does something very similar to this in the past, the card from Strixhaven. It's one white, one black. I think it was like a 3-2. I don't remember what it was called. Um but you named the card oh, and the if they silver played it, Yeah, it's similar Adept, to this, I don't think that's right. Yeah. Um I just don't I personally that I opened two of these a in the booster pack though, I and believe. I just was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I just like immediately traded it because I was like, I don't <laughs> I I think it's a good card too. I actually think that it's obviously it's anytime a card says draw a card, there's a chance. But mm-hmm. personally I think until Shield leaves and maybe even some other cards that are around like the four mana slot, I honestly don't really see this card getting played that much. I, I think it's just okay. What do you think, Carlo?
1: I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of hate term- it. Sorry. In terms of the, like, a Demir deck, I don't think it's playable, because there are better options. If you're trying to stick to a fairy theme deck, I'm pretty sure the card just slots right in, um, because it makes your pro fairy cards better, like your fairy fencing and your spell stutter. They all get better with this card. You get to play the sees at home, the Ego card, would you Mm -hmm. play in this and that type of a deck. Um, I think those are two distinct, different archetypes. Um, Not saying one is necessarily better than the other. Um, Obviously, if you're taking a look at what's competing for that four mana drop slot in a Black X deck, the answer is Shieldred. Sure. Um, So I think we're just in a position where you have Shieldred that just pushes other possibly played four-drop cards out of the format, um, which has always been traditional and standard. Something else exists or something else can't fly until one rotates out. Uh, but now we are in a different scenario, and this brings me back to conversations we've had for many weeks now, Yep. which is that standards should have just rotated as usual. But mm-hmm. um, you know they didn't take Wilds of Eldraine into consideration Um, Right. Or or rather, you know, the format was going to be regular, like it would have rotated. um, And this set was created with that assumption. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, Shieldred still would have been in the standard format. So we still would have sort of run into this issue. Um, Yeah.
0: But, you know. But now we get to run into that issue until 2025. Let's go.
2: Yeah. I I personally (laughs) would still rather play Shieldred. in my fairy deck over this card i think this is like a one or two of at most i just feel like at four mana if i'm like tapping out feeling real confident i'm gonna want to play shielded instead like this card just yeah it, you and i also don't think that the fairy deck should be playing cards that are more than like two or three mana probably that's uh, honestly that's like my biggest kind of like grievance with the card mm-hmm. i think once again if i'm playing four Shielded, is far as i go and honestly i i know yeah. i keep killing the yeah being a dead horse here but i really think with that card being around it's going to be hard for cards like talion which is more of like an rng card this card just my biggest problem with the card is it's not a guarantee like this card's sure. only good when they're at like six life and at six life anything can kill them mm-hmm. right any three four flyers well, and, and presumably you them, have right? a board
0: full of little flyers already that's if your deck is doing the thing yeah so i, I get what you're saying the, this is one of those cards that like I've tried playing with it, and when I play it, I name four, think I'm a genius. My opponent plays five spells and never triggers it, and and I'm super pissed. Uh, But when my opponent plays it, they name two, and I'm staring at a hand with six cards in it, all of which either have two mana value or um, you know or power toughness. It's a skill card. I think it's it's, it's just one of those meddling mage, right? Like it's a
2: card where some days you play meddling mage and you name lightning bolt, and your opponent loses the game. Some days you name lightning bolt and they literally never cast another one. Right. You have to block with your meddling mage and then they hit you with the three lightning bolts. Beholden and you lose the game because <laughs> you name the wrong card. And yep. um, I think that Talion's going to be like that if it does end up getting played. I think so far, like I said, for my money, I I really like the card. I think it's a good card, but only in commander or modern or something like that. Maybe I don't really think it's going to get played tomorrow, but I'm just using Probably that not, example but, where yeah. I think that those decks have more. Like I play this against burn and their whole I just named three most of their burn spells nowadays cost three or I named two okay a lot of their cards cost two all their creatures have at least two power two toughness so no matter what I'm going to get something out of it whereas standard like the only deck you're really going to do that to is like mono red maybe. And then other Mm -hmm. than that, like what are you going to do against Demir? Maybe you can name three, but then you tap out, they just kill it and then they just move on with their life. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. ward. It doesn't have
0: (laughs) any protection. You just name two because you know a go for the throat's coming. So you might as well draw one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. it's like, yeah, I I just, I I don't like that. Like I said, Mm -hmm. once again, I'm going to be playing a four drop. I'm playing shielded. And I think that most of the fairy decks probably are going to be like that where they just play cheaper stuff. Uh, They play the Thoughtseize, the Spell Stutter, and then they play like Shieldred. And they probably, there's going to be a new card somewhere that they're going to be playing that draws some cards. And I think it's going to be the Divination at Instant Speed. I think that the Divination at Instant Speed is a card that is not being given its respect. I think that this card is going to give control decks something to do on turn three when they're not able to counter a spell. I think this card is going to be huge in the fairy deck when maybe they don't have a turn three play. And then finally they can untap their uh, one drop the curse fairy whatever it's called and i legitimately think this card is going to get played a lot i think people are underestimating the power of three mana draw two in standard and i think that this is an effect that in all honesty controls have been missing for a long time because they keep being given a three mana, four mana excuse me draw spell and now the Mm -hmm. control deck can go side of hand or consider and then we can follow that up with like a two mana counter spell quick study to redraw then you board wipe And then you go to turn five, then you start to build, you play a couple deluges in your deck. So maybe you hit a deluge or you're able to flash it back. And meanwhile, you're still filtering so many cards, right? Like the main reason where Control was at its best recently was All Runs Epiphany. And it wasn't because All Runs Epiphany was a bomb card. It was because Expressive Iteration made that deck consistent. Without Expressive Iteration, that deck's nothing. And I honestly think that this is where we're going to end up being with cards like Quick Study, um, some more draw spells maybe down the line, uh, could be added, like I said, consider. Slide of hand can make a comeback as well, where the control decks and some of these maybe mid-rangey blue decks that are like control are able to filter through, through so many cards that they're able to hit the answer, hit the card they need at the right time, like usual, because, like I said, I really think that's what control has been missing. Sometimes it's just board wiper bust, and I think having that turn three draw two kind of dig deeper uh, to not miss land drops and hit that answer I think is going to be big. And you can also play this in the fairy deck as a a two, Why not? It has It's instant speed. Sure.
1: Do y'all remember when you used to be able to play Think Twice
0: in Modern? Those were the days, man. That it's funny. So, Pizza, you're presenting a really good. Uh, you're selling me pretty hard on this card because I got to be honest, I wrote it off out of hand because I thought the dialogue around this one was genuinely silly. Because I saw a bunch of people go to go to Twitter, going, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe they made Divination so obsolete." Meanwhile, I'm over here being like, when was the last time any of you resolved a divination? You just because it's
2: sorcery speed, though. When a card <laughs> oh, totally. has like I, instant yeah, yeah, speed, yeah. a card is like completely different. Oh, completely the Wandering different. Emperor is like the best example of
0: that. 100% agree. The, yes. No, the, the upgrade is incredibly significant. Um, it, it absolutely is. And it makes it so that it's in the conversation. Like divination is just out of the conversation nowadays. It's like Defect. I have to tap on and turn three to draw two cards. No, thank you. And, oh, wait,
1: the correct yeah. answer to your question, him, um, yeah. is when did someone last cast a divination on three mana? Um, that answer is their Magic 2013
0: booster draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beth, on that checks out. Yeah, hey, look, that's...
2: To give you an idea of how powerful this card is, Archmage's Charm exists in Modern, and the only reason, 80% of the reason people play Archmage's Charm is to draw two cards. So if a card that costs three blue mana gets played in a format like modern, because some days you just want to draw two cards. Don't get me wrong, obviously Counterspell and taking the army token nowadays or whatever yeah. is like huge. But yeah. just so I you mean, can just draw two additional cards, th- hand. Just, yeah, no, just think about that. Fair.
0: You know? and, and and we're comparing a modern horizons rare to a standard set common. Yeah. Um so it's not as like this isn't a fair compare because you could also make the same comparison with broker's ascendancy which has an instant speed divination mode on it, but it's across three separate colors and that deck there, there isn't a band deck in standard right now so you know you can make that that same a similar argument between you, that that's comparison trump, the other two modes on it are you're, massive yeah they're pretty heaters. busted yeah so like you know yes and but even then if you were to take any single one of those modes in a vacuum, that card probably doesn't see play in standard or in modern, you know, at all. Like counter target counter spell for three mana, cancel. That doesn't see any play. Um, you know, target player, yeah, target player draws two cards in speed. quick study, we have that now, but I don't anticipate quick study is going to be modern playable. I think they're just have no, options. yeah, I you know, I think the
2: standard it's going to be huge. I I, know, expect I, I to know, see that's not know what you are saying here,
0: but I'm just like we're in drawing the comparison. Yeah, yeah, no, just Charm, the fact that that to draw two is the floor like the worst case scenario you got a quick study here and it's like well and you're not mad at that you know in a lot of situations so all right cool and the, I mean, best case scenario you got a counter spell they can hit the bomb that they were going to use to kill, combo kill you like that's fantastic <laughs> so or you take, or take
2: a shark token or you take uh you take one yeah, of their uh, treasures so they can't go off up. with indomitable creativity
0: also true yeah or the goblin shaman they made off fable or whatever the case may be yeah uh, a lot of good stuff I oh, yeah, really no. think a quick study yeah. like
2: fills right into the curve where you want to be with a lot of decks, and that's fair. I yeah. I think this is one of the best commons, if not the best common, uh, maybe in the set.
0: Oh, Hollywood! Your mic honestly. just cut out. It's oh. not out completely, but you're very quiet.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no, I don't fine. I don't know why it keeps going out like that. I'm gonna no, have to check it out. Going on. No worries. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think that this is like the best common uh, in the set. Honestly, mm. I uh, I think it's up there for sure. Okay.
0: You know, I I can't come up with a rebuttal right off the top of my head.
2: Um, I'm turning you into we, a believer. We start uncommon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm turning you into a believer. Believe in these. I blue mean, cards, yeah,
0: you're you're turning you're. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because when. Um, my t- my public take on this card that I posted to Twitter uh, is, oh, my goodness, I am so glad they made an instant speed divination so I can continue ignoring it. That was <laughs> – <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of that joke for the no, record, don't even him. though fair You'll enough. You'll be talking about it
2: on coverage. You'll yeah. like, oh, there's quick study again.
0: Honestly, I, I, you like, know what? In the, in the upcoming, upcoming pizza box, pizza I'm hoping call. to see this. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope I'm wrong on this. I hope like the new, you know, the, the Esper control decks are all like, absolutely out there all over the place. Some people are rocking pure, um, Azorius as well. I've definitely seen that, you know, cause we have sunfall and a really good counter package right now in standard. So, you know, we, those decks are a hundred percent a thing. And so yeah, this all of a sudden slotting in as a two of, you know, in those decks. Okay. Like I I can see that. Absolutely. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I, honestly, I'm more than happy to eat my words on this one. I already have, you know, clearly my my analysis on blue in this set has not been fantastic. So uh, that's okay. I, I'm okay with this. It's
2: okay. It's always the new set. It's hard to know what's actually going to get played until we see it.
0: Not, yep. It's, it's impossible to get them all right. Yeah. But I did
2: name Bankbuster and Rafine, though. So I, I can. I mean, that's true. I can sit back and just chill and be like, okay, did, are these the next Rafines? Like, are these the next, you know. <laughs> bomb cards to blow up standard like i i wanted to though i want all these cards to be yeah. good you know i 100%. want the set um to look at rotation to look at the non-rotation and laugh and be like haha. or you know old drains powerful enough to hang and yeah i really think it is i think every card in the set is reminiscent of the old old drain where it's a powerful card and you know i definitely expect to see it and yeah. um we're definitely well, going to get a taste right uh in the arena open that's coming up
0: well the uh, ar- we have an arena open, open as well coming up next weekend It is Wilds of Eldraine sealed. So we're going to see uh, what the best players come up with as far as what they believe the value is when it comes to the, you know, the the sealed uh, format with Wilds of Eldraine, which I honestly, um, I've played a fair amount of Wilds of Eldraine draft, and I've played a little bit of sealed on Arena since it came out, and I have to say, the format is a blast. The amount of, like, goofy build-arounds that are genuinely viable when you add roll tokens to the mix, and when you add um, like, I found there are a handful of rares that can absolutely take over a, a game, um, which is really unfortunate. I was in doing a uh, doing a draft pool during the early access and somebody dropped an ashiok on me. It's like, all right, cool. Like <laughs> and I had a really good board stand up until that point. It was just like, oh I'll see myself out. Alright, oh. cool. <laughs> um you know that kind of stuff happens. But in general, I, I'm really impressed at the synergies. And there are a couple of commons and uncommons in this set. That if you get them in your sealed pool, seriously consider building around them because they can yeah. really get some work done. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I had plenty of experience playing in multiple pre-releases during pre-release week. <laughs> Granted, you were allowed to play with your pre-release promo, but aside from that, um, I think this is a was another interesting set to sort of play like back to back to March machines limited, um, mm. where your entire strategy. Could revolve around what your bomb enchanted tales are. Um, and, you know, th- I think that's saying a lot because the Multiverse Legends and March Machines Limited, you could just draft them and <laughs> your draft is set. Um, you could play with as many of those in Sealed as you wanted and you'd be set. Um, there was even a Legends, right, sort of like deck build around the Multiverse Legends and, mm-hmm. and March of Machines. Um, I I don't want to say that the feeling is 100% similar with Wildsville Drain. I think it's more prevalent in draft than it is sealed. So the arena open is sealed. Uh, But there are definitely very powerful Enchanted Tales that can make or break your sealed pool. Um, Whether that's you ripping a bitter blossom, or ripping like in a natural growth with the majority green deck uh, i mean that's ability to trigger every combat is a little out of control um you know you could even get lucky and draft uh, and and pull a um, fiery emancipation and triple all your damage on
2: you impact tremors and just aggro somebody out right like
0: impact tremors is fantastic (laughs) i opened a seal pool once with impact tremors and song of totentons it was just like i know what i'm doing yeah (laughs) it was right
1: right oh yeah so I like it because it keeps it fun in terms of sealed um but I always caution like around a set like this like how how is the limited the limited format impacted by non-standard legal cards in the draft format to where it's like a mini cube within Mm -hmm. the standard set and that was my criticism of Marsha the Machine and I loved sealeding or drafting uh mars of the machines because it was a blast to play and i think this is two um but in terms of like best synergies coming out of this set i think green black has the most synergetic combination between Mm. uh food tokens playing like the gumdrop creature on turn that that's a three two that like gives a creature minus X, minus X, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. So mm-hmm. Just sack a food, which it also makes on turn one. Game three, slam this creature down and give a creature minus three, minus three. So it's a sweet, removable spell on a stick. Um, oh, yeah. And, and let's talk about an amazing green card, Uncommon, in Up the Beanstalk, um, which, you know, Hollywood... <sighs> that can, card's uh, definitely constructive playable. Yeah.
2: yeah, that card is broken. 2 mana, like draw is nuts. A card, cast the
1: bomb,
0: draw some more cards.
1: This is um, the best
2: uncommon in the set, by the way.
0: Yeah,
2: easy.
1: I think and, that's fair to
0: say. Yeah, in, in limited, like yep. if you're, if I'm opening up the beanstalk in my seal pool, I'm gonna be very like careful about what deck I put it in. If it's not supported, I probably won't go for it. There's at least one other uncommon I would prioritize ahead of it. But as far as constructed playability concerns, oh yeah, no question. This, is, yeah. All right, let's yeah.
1: Um but yeah, I'm I'm loving the set. I mean, I'm going to give the Arena Open probably a take or two like I do it most of them just Sick. to see how we do. Um so, you know, I'm hoping to to open some synergy.
0: I love it. Yep, so there 100%. is one one uncommon that has been an absolute banger for me in all of my drafts and that's Hearth Elemental this thing is insane, this card is insane. Yep. and it lines up so well in everything if you open this in your seal pool seriously look at the red support to see if you can make it happen because this card has single handedly won me more games of draft than any other card mm-hmm. so yeah stoke's that's
2: in my adventure deck man for uh oh, early access this card's awesome
0: 100 so yeah so the the sorcery on it is one in a red discard your hand then draw two cards so it has the downside of having to discard your hand. But if your hand's empty, who cares? Or if there's only like one card in it, like a land or something that you can't play. So whatever, just get it out of there and find something you can. And then it's a four, five, four, five into red, but it costs X less to cast where X is the number of cards in your graveyard that are instants, sorceries, or have an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of situations, if you're doing like an is it spellslinger kind of thing in or, you know, I don't know, just about any you know deck with adventures and spells in it a lot of the time the the, the heart of the elemental ends up costing you three for a four or five mm-hmm. or less potentially i have paid one for this it doesn't happen all the time but it, it can happen and in limited you're just rocking out a four or five for one that just refills your hand like that's not fair <laughs> like, this no. thing is nuts yeah and on top of that if you have instance instances, sorceries or adventures in your hand Stoke Genius, come get him in your graveyard and reduce the cost of the elemental. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, th- this card is a bomb. It's great. Like, Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Can't, I, I just can't sing the praises of this card highly enough, uh, especially in, dra- in, in draft. But even then, if you're playing adventures in standard, it, you know, and you already have red in there, it's probably worth it. Yeah.
1: And you yeah. know, another another shameless plug uh, to put in here, in case you're interested in checking out some Wilds of Eldraine Limited, uh, every week, fellow Magic Tank team member Isaiah MTG does run Peeps and Keeps, which is a draft club. And every time a new set comes out, at least for the next like five or six weeks, they're drafting this set. So if you want to check that Love out, it. that happens on Monday. Uh, there will be one coming up um, this Monday um, at 8:30 p.m. Double draft pod. Uh, I'll be in one of those pods awesome um, but yeah if you want to check that out some new of limited that's a place to be
0: and i'll be sure to put isaiah's uh link in the description of this episode so you can uh you know make it nice and easy for you to check that out because yeah that's oh yeah those are good times absolutely oh my goodness but yeah so this is fantastic um yeah of drain is honestly it's doing everything that i wanted to see it's shaking up standard at least a little which was a monumental task this year and it's uh, and, and we're just getting started. Who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks? And and limited environment is just nothing short of fantastic. I also love how so many really bad enchantments from the past step in and actually become pretty decent in this limited environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's hatching plans, for example, which is a terrible card that came out like 15 years ago. And in this environment, like it reads like it was made with bargain in mind. And here, I'm going to pull up... I'm not even going to pull up the old artwork for it. So, this is a rare from Dissension. Mm-hmm. One in a blue. When hatching plans is put into, your graveyard, in, into the graveyard from play, is the old wording, draw three cards. So, it's an Ancestral Recall, but you have to somehow sacrifice an enchantment. Back in the OG Ravnica block, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, nope. So, I was like, I'm going to put this down, hoping my opponent spends a card, disenchants it, and draws me three cards. Like... What? The card like, you,
1: when, you, when you opened up a pack of this engine and it was your rare in the pack, you were just sad facing everybody.
0: I, I suspect the, the, the fates for a lot of these cards were ripped in half in an LGS's trash can. Like this is yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh, it's one of these. Like, yeah, but in this limited environment, it's fantastic because we have bargain. So it's a two drop. You just throw out, you then bargain it away the following turn. You get a kicker on your spell and you draw three cards. Yep. Get out of here. That's nuts. So yeah, I love it. And the other one that I've um, used to really good effect is Stab Wound. Like this card for three Oh, mana, this card used to
2: be so annoying and limited.
0: Yeah. like Guess what? It still is. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's basically just a really bad deadweight, but. Like, I actually, think it's like, a really good deadweight. <laughs> it, it ends up playing a lot better than it reads. Because I remember looking at this being like, why, why would I play this? And I, I did a draft. And it was like, pick four or five and this came along. And I think I had like at least one other black card. So somebody in chat was like, pick up, you need to pick up stab and just trust me on this. All right, and And sure enough, there were a couple of, there were a a couple of times where I dropped it. Yeah, I I dropped it on like three toughness creatures. Like if you can get, like, if you can drop this onto a three, three, or like the dream is like a two, three. It's like, it survives. It's kind of useless on the board and it just domes them for two life every turn. Like it's nasty. Yeah, a lot energy. of stuff
1: in Eldrain has big butts. So, you know, Stab Wound fit, fits in quite perfect there.
0: Yeah, it's delightful. So, I got to say, it, it, things like this, a lot of these cards uh, play way better than you might think in this environment. Um, honestly, the Enchanted Tales, it's kind of wild that they're all reprints. Like, they feel like they were made for it. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, okay. I think there's like a lot of things to be excited about this set, uh, especially like all the new arts in the set, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know people have been getting really, really hype about like uh, all the anime arts that are in the set. And I think that this special sheet has kind of like revitalized uh, the interest in alternate cards where we kind of got dumped so many variants in the last like three standard sets where this sets taken a little bit lighter and we're actually it shows that we're actually able to appreciate things when they get hit on us in a slower, more meaningful way. Right, Ham?
0: absolutely well and when it comes to yeah the anime art styles are absolutely fantastic and that actually does kind of dovetail into another topic that i wanted to touch on briefly today uh this past week a, a trailer dropped on the official uh magic youtube channel for uh, wilds of eldrain i'm assuming it wasn't intended for the american audience necessarily because it was in japanese and the art style it was done fully in anime and it's it's almost three minutes long And it basically just tells the tale of the set. And so you see Anime Will and Anime Rowan facing off and it's, you know, and there's something about, like, the twins clashing in that art style in the rain with the, you know, all the close-ups and the quick cuts that you like Mm -hmm. associate with anime. For some reason, it just totally works. And I love the fact that Wizards is embracing this style and embracing that Honestly, that that culture, I think there's a lot of crossover between people who enjoy that art style and that um, presentation, that aesthetic and Magic the Gathering. So give the people what they want, you know, <laughs> put them together. And I'm just going to add my voice to a large group of uh, creators and just say, Wizards, if like we've heard we've talked about the Netflix show. There's been talk about like making a movie or whatever over the years. You have anime studios who are producing these trailers for you. They're fantastic. Get them to do a feature length something, whether that's a movie, whether that's a TV show with magic characters in the magic universe. You will make all of the money. Um just like market body pillows or whatever. I don't know how that works, but like all they seriously.
2: need to do is just make cards with the with the thing. It's built yeah. in already. They already have their product. Yeah, pretty much. Lord of the Rings proved it. They already have their product. All they have That's to do is slap fair. whatever they want on it, and then yeah. everyone's going to buy the cards if they make them good, if they're
1: powerful, if people want to play
2: with them in Commander mm-hmm. and yeah. tournaments, so on and so forth.
1: I tell you that little anime trailer is what I wanted when they released uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Like instead of doing that, they—I mm-hmm. mean—they had done the manga. Don't get me wrong. Sure. but They the video like they released was like that music video. Yeah. And I. Was just wishing it was more of actually like the anime animations and storytelling mm-hmm. rather than the music video that was there. So I'm glad that they sort of corrected that this time mm-hmm. uh, with with this introduction.
0: That's fair. I feel like that music video was excellent. I really, yeah. I just wanted it to end with the full story will be available on Hulu on October or whatever. Like that's what right. I just I wanted that so badly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Or Netflix, or where I don't care. Apple TV, whatever. Just make it happen. Make it make it real, because yeah, give give us the full thing. Anyway, because yeah, no, that music video was fantastic, and it, it left me wanting a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Cool. Can't agree more with you guys. <laughs>
0: right? It'd just be fun. Anyway, um, but yeah. So uh, with that, actually, that that covers most of what we want to talk about. Um, one moment, though, looking at it, it is currently as of this recording, it is. You know, early to mid-September. And as a result, in about two weeks, the three of us, along with a number of other members of Team Magic Jank, will be boarding various planes or trains or automobiles from around these beautiful United States. Uh, and we will be venturing, actually, and and Canada. We have a couple Canadian folks coming in as well. Um, and we are going to be converging on the city of Las Vegas for magic las vegas we've been talking about it a lot we are incredibly hyped cannot wait um so we are going to be there as team magic jank On uh, i know I, i'm going to be bringing my jersey actually i'm going to yeah you're going to be seeing me in the bright yellow and blue as i'm sure we all are mm-hmm. going to be rocking and uh through some very impressive uh you know you know negotiations and conversations uh you know our, our team was actually successful. And I'm glad, Carlo, thank you for making this possible. Uh, we actually do have a meet and greet time scheduled on Sunday. So keep an eye out in the official like creator area. Team Magic Jank will be there. So yeah. come find us. Let's get some games in. I know I'm going to, even if you don't have a commander deck, I've got plenty. I'm happy to let you borrow one. Yep. like just yeah, Let's and, make it happen.
1: And so um, I know I'm leaving in 10 days because I'm going a couple days early. Uh, to experience some Vegas with some friends um, <laughs> before MagicCon, but also to meet up with some some viewers and stuff. So it's going to be a fun time. Um, but at MagicCon Vegas, there is going to be plenty of ways for y'all to interact with us from Team Magic Bank, not just asking us for games to play, um, but some of us are also going to be featured in certain zones throughout MagicCon. Um, on Friday, I believe, of MagicCon... Um, you can find me um, in the signing area on Friday from one to two. Um, and then you can catch me in the arena stage from two to three. I'm sorry, from three, three to four, um, right after Power Dragon. Um, and nice. then all of us will be in the creator zone on Sunday. You'll be able to catch uh, Damien F16 and Hadology Magic in the arena zone bright and early Sunday morning, starting at like 10.30. Um, And then you can catch all of Team Magic Jank uh, in the creator reserve table area from 2.30 all the way to 5.30. So for three hours. Um, And we'll be right next to uh, the filthy MTG casuals too. So all friends over there. Um, I'll have a box of Wilds of Eldraine for us to draft. So if you want to come draft with Team Magic Jank, make sure to come check us out. I have tons of stuff that we'll be able to give away uh if you find me and for those of you who are watching on the tubes I've got some tokens that I'm ready to give out so if you need a food token for your L drain draft or your commander deck come and get me um, and I also got these cool little stickers of some emotes from my channel that you'll be able to get from me so make sure you find me and find the rest of Magic Jank somewhere at MagicCon Las Vegas
0: I love it. Yeah, and I'll definitely have some Magic Tank stickers, and as well, and I also got some hammocks 42 stickers. They ended up being very small, so I'm just going to make them confetti. Uh, so uh, come find them. Yeah, <laughs> very yep. excited.
2: I will also yeah. have plenty of swag and some cards to give away, so <laughs> that was my cat there. But uh, I'll definitely have some stuff to give away, so uh, definitely get in on that. I'm really excited to be going to Vegas with oh the team goodness. and get to see everybody we know.
0: Yeah, yeah it's going to be a big old party. Let's celebrate this game that we love with each other. It's all about the gathering, right? Let's make it happen, so... Yeah, hopefully we'll see you out there. If you can't make it, it's all good. Um, hopefully we can catch you at the next event, whatever that may be.
1: So you might see us live streaming from MagicCon Las Vegas.
0: There's a non-zero chance of that. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, you can also expect to see um, some coverage from the event, and I, I know I'm planning on taking quite a bit of quite a bit of footage. So. In the weeks following the event, keep an eye on the Magic Jank YouTube channel for uh, for some coverage and perhaps some interviews with some of, with some people. So that's, that, that is a uh, – yeah. And maybe even some gameplay if I can figure out okay. how to, like, record a game live with – anyway, we'll figure it I'll out. I'll be bringing
2: the laptop and uh, some other stuff, maybe even the, an internet pack with me. Ooh. So uh, we're going to be able Heck to yeah. stream hopefully live and uh, do the Sick. podcast like a whole three-day –
0: we're going to so. we're going to be doing some stuff. Keep an eye out. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely <laughs> be able to look out for that. We'll figure out the logistics, but we're going to be making some content, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Anyway, Super cool. So, yes, with that, let's go ahead and take it in, in for a landing. If you, dear viewers, dear listeners, want to get in touch with us, uh, there are many ways to do so. We are all, all out on the various things, the Twitters and uh, our Twitch channels. The links for all of those are in the description. One of the best ways to get in touch with this podcast specifically, we do have a podcast questions channel on the Magic Jank Discord server. Don't hesitate to jump in there. We do keep an eye on that before every episode. So, if there are any questions that you have for us or any topics that you would like us to discuss on this very show don't hesitate to hop in there and go ahead and say some stuff or hop out onto twitter or x as the kids are calling it these days um and you can actually type out a, uh, a question tag at magic jank with the hashtag jank mail and we will see that and uh, we will definitely incorporate it into the show so thank you so much and gentlemen are there any parting thoughts anything you'd like to say to the good folks uh before we uh go ahead and pack it in for the day
1: just over this next week if you have the chance to grab some friends
0: and play a game of magic Heck yes. That's
2: right. That's
0: what it's all about, baby. All right. We'll take it easy, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.